Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. When we speak about the motherland, that it is rich in mineral and wealth, rich in mineral wealth, and yet its people are poor, it is hard for those who have never visited Africa to visualize how this could be. However, it is important to understand the dynamics of the situation and figure out our role in challenging and changing it. So Africa is a land that has gold and diamond and precious stones to name just three. Yet where I live in Zambia, you see no one wearing these precious jewelry. Yes, there is all kind of evidence of mining and trading in these precious stones and metals. Mining is everywhere. This past week, I got a chance to witness the dynamics of the trading in precious stones at the street level. First hand, someone known to me has been a dealer of precious stones at the street level for years, a middleman. He is not currently a heavy trader, but his infrastructure has remained. He was contacted this week by someone who had diamonds to sell, and my friend invited me along to be part of the trade and to witness it. It was remarkable. We were both dressed in double-breasted suits from a previous assignment. The examination of the diamonds was going to take place in a parking lot of a nearby shopping plaza. So we got there and my friend made a phone call and a young man appeared from among the cars parked. He obviously had not driven. He was there on foot, which made it even more uncanny. We also were on foot, so we could call it barefoot or perhaps walkfoot diamond trading. The young man, I would say, was about 25 or 30 years old, although you can never be sure of the ages of our kind. As we sat under a tree to examine the diamond gems, the young man went to his pocket and produced a small sack. From it, unrolled paper, possibly newsprint, and there they were, three beautiful stones. My friend looked, took out his, his glasses, his examination glass for the examination of the stones. 
Unfortunately, the light on it had been blown. So we went to the nearby Chinese supermarket and purchased a set of batteries. They worked and it was bingo. My friend carefully examined the three stones. After about 15 minutes, he not only confirmed that they were genuine, but that they were of a high quality. While he was examining the stones, I had a chat with the trader. He told me that he was from Zambia, and he went to the border with Angola, where he got the stones. He did not say how he got the stones, whether he had purchased them or that they belonged to someone else for whom he was the dealer. He said the diamonds are not his usual business. His business is colored stones. So I told him that I would, I wanted amethyst. In fact, I just wanted one stone. He said he might have some. He took out his cell phone and went to the photo gallery and showed me gems, amethysts, that he had were in a heap. He said he sells them by the kilogram. I thought it remarkable. Here is a young man. Dressed in an ordinary t-shirt, wearing a not new discolored pair of jeans, trousers, and a discolored pair of white sneakers. He had, but he's trading pressure stones by the kilogram. I told him that he can bring me just one of the stones and I will buy. He said yes, in a manner that said he cannot waste his time on one stone. My friend had made contact made a contact from Europe to purchase the diamond. And now that he had verified its authenticity and its quality, he wanted the European contact to come and make the payment. The European contact was not going to come right away. So he told the trader to come back to the parking lot in two hours after he calls him and tells him to return. I overheard my friend saying $1,000. So I thought I could forward the money and keep the diamond and perhaps get a little more when the European contact got there. So I offered to lend my friend 1,000 kwacha. My friend said politely, it is not kwacha, it is dollars. And he explained that the three stones I had in my hand were one was five carat, another was three carat, and the third was two carats, altogether 10 carats. And the price was 1,000 US dollars per carat. The trader needed transport, so he left with the three stones in his sack, in his pocket, only after we gave him 50 kwacha for transport. 
I believe that I have been privy to a dramatic parable of the situation of the African youth in Africa. Here is a young man who does not have money to take a taxi to go where he needs to go to, but who has traveled over vast distances from one country to the next and who is carrying in his pocket US $10,000 worth of diamond, including a single stone of five carat, but he needs to be given 50 kwacha for transport. The more significant dilemma is the attitude of these countries to the development of the trades. There is no mainstreaming of the trading in precious stones that can give their people a chance to participate. They are forced, the people, to remain at street levels, street traders, or work for traders in diamond. So when countries like Zambia discover gold or diamond or precious stones, we fear Zambia has no diamond, at least not so far. But the Democratic Republic of the Congo and Angola and Botswana do and these are all neighbors so young people cross the border at will the flow of gold or diamond or precious gems across the borders is a daily peasant occurrence when they discover these gems the country hires security guards and build security fences and seek to sell to somewhere in europe in arrangements that do not include their people African governments show little confidence in the African people. Their goal is not to include them and to enfranchise their own people. In fact, the attitude is not restricted to the political class alone. It is a view shared by sections of the church. They also believe that little people like my trader belong to their corner. Economic policy does not seek to mainstream and enfranchise them. And these are the people who know where the stones are and who live in the places where nature has hidden the treasures. On the other hand, these people have mocked man-made borders created to keep them in their place, such as the border between African countries separating one country from another and the border between Europe and Africa. These people go across the border as if they were not there. My friend's European contact did not arrive in time, so the trader from Zambia's border with Angola made contact with an Indian businessman and then his own European contact. He seems to have completed the deal on his own. They would soon come to the parking lot of the mall. I did not stick around long enough to see which one of them bought the diamonds, but I am confident that the 10 carats of diamond in three stones is on the move. Africa has more gold, diamond, and precious stones than its people can afford or wish to use. It is 
in its economic interest to build trade relationships with Europe and Asia, and perhaps even America, so that it can mainstream its people and its economy. The young man I saw in the parking lot selling diamonds, I have seen a thousand times in my career. There are they are African, Caribbean, American youth. They are cunning, they are indefatigable and indomitable. They will find a way to survive. The mistake the world has made is to underestimate them and to underrate the African youth. It is a mistake to do so. The future of the world that is worthwhile is one in which the African youth in the diaspora on the motherland is mainstreamed, is included, is given access to markets. They have things in their possession that the world wants and they know where to find more. It is a trick of nature and it is the fruit of God's goodness. Is it not ironic that the most spoken against and excluded places on earth and people have the most generous supply of the world's most precious gems? I think it is up to us in the two-thirds world what we do with opportunities like the walk-foot diamond traders in Africa. Amen.